episode number 168 i'm your host aditya and along with me i have abhishek early in the morning good morning everyone and he doesn't have to go to work, run off to work today because <laughs> it's a saturday so we might get some more stories in today right and in fact last time we had decided to talk about a little something about your italy trip because of which we hadn't recorded for a couple of weeks why don't we start with that we we owe our listeners an explanation that we didn't record an episode for 3 3 and a half weeks because a uh, listeners our dear friend here was uh, if not neck deep enjoying a lot of pastas and pizzas in italy so tell me about it with all the all the economic slowdown that we are re- reading about how are the people out there how welcoming or how not so welcoming are they to indians kesara they are very welcoming in fact because they think that we've got a lot of money <laughs> Okay, don't tell them anything. Don't tell them otherwise. They think that we are the new rich people, and we are there because we want to spend money because we have a lot of it, and they have no money. It's a small country. I think the public transportation was amazing. We didn't have a car or anything like that. So in the morning you go go take a train, and they had like these super fast trains, right? They travel at 300 kilometers per hour. So what's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> you you know if you're going from here to Kerala it should take you a day and a half because you have to travel through the Konkan belt you know look at the scenery around we seriously went like in 4 hours from north to south of Italy and then on the train i found a sai baba fan who in her early 20s spent a lot of time in india we know to do what she spent 3 years can you believe 3 years in puttaparthi satya sai baba ke paas i showed her the asli sai baba she went completely crazy it was like oh this is the first sai baba this is the first avatar of sai baba so she like did namaskar and everything oh really yeah and then showed her showed her what 10 year old daughter and she compared sai baba with jesus this must be the 70s when half the europe was going crazy with yeah exactly so good trip good trip Yes absolutely it's a must visit place and don't just hurry through Italy okay there's a lot of things to see we saw indians only in rome that's it okay you want to talk about how half of india's population was left in darkness on wednesday yes please which makes us makes it the world record for largest for the largest chunk of people or 9% of the population being without electricity for at least half a day or a day more than half a day right. so delhi was restored so on tuesday the first blackout happened followed by another one on wednesday there were 600 million people from 13 states who were left in complete darkness which resulted in all sorts of disruptions hospitals people were stuck in metros they had to get down off the metros using the driver side exit which is very surprising to me as to you know that is the only exit if there is an electrical failure so why did it happen a couple of things they say because the former power minister mm. and the newly inducted home minister mr sushil kumar shinde he says that the system collapsed because there were a few states who were drawing more power than they should have and overburdened the grid but uttar pradesh ka top civil servants they are saying ki no 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 it was it's because we have an outdated transmission line and mm-hmm. 
that's to be blamed problem has also been worsened by a weak monsoon the agricultural states and all these top northern states are all agricultural states earlier the rainwater was used to irrigate the crops but since there is a weak monsoon they are using pumps to do it which draw electricity and probably burdened tell me one thing you were in the us for some time there is a concept of smart grids which hasn't come to india for instance every evening let's say all the houses automatically the refrigerators will go off between 5 to 5:30 in the evening so there will be that aggregate amount of saving that will happen uh, in right. all the households and the supplier will pass some of the benefit to the customer obviously and keep some money with him and in the end at the state level less amount of electricity is consumed which is happening in the us for a while absolutely that is more from a cost point of view because there are peak hours and off peak hours right so the off peak hours electricity rates are a lot cheaper heavy items like the refrigerator will start you, you know uska kya bolte uska refrigerator mein kya hota hai compressor 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 compressors all and all those heavy lifting work will start when there is cheap electricity i'm pretty sure there's a lot more to smart grids than what i'm seeing but in india in india you remember 6 years back there used to be what we call load shedding correct so in pune we used to have 2 hours off and believe me on thursdays we used to have half a day off and i used to work in sales back then so half the office would not stay inside because it was it would just get too hot so we would <coughs> we would spend time outside in the restaurants do our bit restaurants matlab udupi joints outside and nirani joints have tea bun maska and all of that have your meetings there and come back and you know get going and that's godrej and that's pune there are villages in india mm. who don't get power supply for days together right because except for metros i mm. think it is delhi mumbai and calcutta the electricity supply is all done by the government uh, delhi mumbai and calcutta they have privatized supply so privatized supply bole to they look for efficiencies and all those things whereas otherwise you know they say that 40% of india is not even on the grid that means they are not paying for it in a way how did india manage to restore electricity for critical services it purchased electricity from bhutan and restored it in delhi first because parliament has to work but there is only one state that is power surplus in india no points were guessing that if the listeners no have guessed it <laughs> yes and that is gujarat credit is being given to modi of course they have near 24 hour electricity and not just in cities in all 18000 villages it is unbelievable right it it has been wanting to sell its stuff or it is already doing that to karnataka rajasthan you know which need electricity and gujarat is making a good killing in getting excess power supply to other states yeah gujarat sold 5105 million units to other states earning a profit huh? not mm-hmm. revenue profit of 1888 crores wow. and this consumption is actually going up talking about gujarat after what happened in manesar at the maruti suzuki plant if people don't know about it basically all the workers um, had a difference of opinion with the management they stormed into offices management offices and beat them up beat them up and set their offices on fire and one of the hr executives out there he was burnt alive he died there because he couldn't run because in autopsy it was found out that both of his legs were broken uska pehla pair toda these guys probably didn't want to kill him but set the office on fire 
एंड ही कुडेंट एस्केप एंड बिकॉज ऑफ दिस मोदी चांस पे डांस करके ही इज इन्वाइटेड मारुति टू सेटअप अ फैक्ट्री इन गुजरात दे आर सीरियसली कंसिडरिंग इट नाउ नाउ द पीपल आउट देर वर्कर्स आउट इन मनीष आर आर of scheduling the tournament in south africa when elections were scheduled in the week where ipl was also planned he took the tournament to south africa within a week's time and modi similarly calls politicians who have been snubbed from other states overnight i remember ratan tata being invited to set up his nano plant the day after mamta banerji did her bit in not allowing him absolutely and yes. now mamta didi is also inviting maruti by the way i should also speak <laughs> all right so have Everyone wants a piece of Maruti now. Yes. Anyways, so what happened? The power cuts haven't been completely restored. They say that many of the people are still facing power cuts, but we don't know if those are power cuts due to what happened or just business Regular. as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't know that. Should we move ahead and talk about NDTV has filed a lawsuit against Nielsen in New York court for manipulating the TAM ratings? now are you aware of what tam is tam basically means television audience measurement i was working in market research for 8 months oh, i know i'm very it. sorry <laughs> go ahead People i didn't know I, i forgot what the acronym stood for so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i knew what it did for, for others like you know people like me if i hadn't read this i wouldn't know actually know <laughs> it is actually how ad rates are calculated right. so it is a measurement of how many people actually watch a television show okay based on which advertisement is sold obviously um and ndtv is basically in this lawsuit saying that tam which is done by nielsen and kantar media research in india that these two companies have come together and manipulated tam ratings obviously ndtv is filing a suit because they didn't rank them very high and they say that this has been going on for the past 8 years they have been talking to them to get this resolved uh, so the way the tam ratings are calculated is that there are only 8000 nielsen houses that are selected i don't know on what basis right they are saying that these 8000 people have remained 8000 for ever now they had promised that this number would go up to 30000 but hasn't happened so the way it works is that whenever you are watching a channel and if you are one of these nielsen households you have a profile there so you pick who you are matlab if you are a 50 year old you hit a particular button and then watch a channel and mm-hmm. the box is actually recording what you are watching and if there is someone else who comes in to watch you got to press another channel which means that you are watching it with someone but it's a nice way. it's it's a pretty decent see how okay you are now here you are questioning the ethics of the market research firm yeah and that's the whole lawsuit is about right the allegations are saying that they provided households uh, apparently they have proof for this they provided households with separate television boxes which were not connected to the tam so there was one household who was a nielsen household had a tam box connected to a particular tv that tv was set to a particular channel and continuously run <laughs> and they provided the family with another television set where the actual tv viewing happened You know how big a fraud this is in market research, equivalent of what the investment banking industry did. But market research down. is all about fraud, right? Isn't it? But nobody knows about it. When you when you get <laughs> caught, when you get caught. But the whole definition of a fraud is that nobody knows about it. Why why didn't why why do you think I quit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I remember when you when you joined that company, you were so excited yeah. that you'll you'll be part of product launches and people will launch product based on your research. I would go and present passionately to the board of the other company, and then and they would make me dance on their deadlines because they had to they had to launch the product as soon as possible, and then they would keep it on the shelf and keep the recommendations away. And then I would see a few market research guys filling up the you know those questionnaires sitting inside b- below a tree instead of asking questions to the <laughs> respondents what do you expect you give the guy 10 rupees and ask them to do that work yeah that's one of the biggest problems yeah. they get paid like 150 rupees a day the guys who ask you questions on the road so just be good to them next time just politely decline if you're listening <laughs> anywhere from india they have a research questionnaire of 40 pages and they are given 200 rupees a day max and they have to bear their own conveyance and they have to cover about 6 kilometers radius and and do their quota and if they don't they will be abused at the end of the day indiscriminately because they are only fib com pass outs and won't get jobs anywhere and also anyone who plans to make market research their career please write to abhishek he he, he could guide you <laughs> it's not that there aren't ethical organizations there are the one that i've worked with was a very ethical company the problem is you can't plug the holes on the ground See, you can't pay the guy five hundred rupees because the client doesn't pay you that much to cover those expenses. You know what I mean? You can be great while presenting, but the data, if it's wrong and flawed, then can't run with it. Anyway, not all of it is as bad. Yes, but most of it is. Let's start talking about Olympics now, Abhishek. Before we get into how how bad Indian team has done so far, Leander Pace, Mahesh Bhupati, and Rohan Bopanna. What do you want to say? Leander Pace will obviously have a good excuse. Mahesh Bhupati and Rohan Bopanna. Do they have any excuse? We, we were too tired with the Federation toys ah, 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 to, ah. to and putting us under pressure about choosing our partners. That was that is their excuse, maybe. maybe they aren't give, they aren't giving any excuses maybe they aren't just good enough i think that's what they should be told maybe you are just not good enough where do all these you know so called top athletes go later on what happened to ramanath and ramakrishnan who went up to the semi finals twice is what a friend told me at wimbledon where is he in coaching because the world number 1 in badminton right now who saina lost to is being coached by a two time gold medalist so the sydney Olympics may she had won the gold you see there is a good pipeline pulela gopichand is training nehwal so a champion is training a champion what happens to other uh, sports yeah it's just uh-huh. this is just how it is sad yes. did you know another trivia there are four athletes in this olympics who don't represent a country they are part of the olympics as independent olympic athletes and walk under the olympic flag and if they win the olympic flag will be raised for them in spite of there being 204 teams that means 204 countries it is still 11 more than what they have in united nations so yeah. it's quite a lot so one of the athletes his name is he is a marathoner guar marian he, he was born in panriang mm-hmm. i want to say that yeah panriang which is now part of south sudan but there is like a civil war going on in south sudan 28 of his family members got killed and then he had to go hide in a cave then from there he went to kenya somehow then to egypt and then to arizona and then south sudan ka form hua tha then south sudan offered him to send to olympics but he said no dude you guys killed 28 of my family members mm-hmm. i'm not going to represent you so he's participating as an independent athlete in fact he didn't have a, a passport 
from mm-hmm. a country that's why he couldn't travel to england for the opening ceremony uh, then there is reginald devind who participates in judo lee marvin bonevakia a distance runner and then philip van and holt who are all from kurukao mm-hmm. is what i want to pronounce the country mm-hmm. as it was earlier part of netherlands it is an island but then netherlands has since withdrawn from those islands as is now an independent nation however ioc withdrew its recognition so these guys were just left hand hanging they decided to participate as independents there have been players who have won as well playing as independent candidates so tabhi olympic flag goes up and the olympic anthem is played another thing that made indians a bit happy after the commonwealth goof up was that how all these goof ups have been happening at this olympic also it's a big event things happen north korea ka team entered to play football match the south korea ka flag was shown and the south korea ka anthem was played they refused to play the match to start the match and the, the administrators they blame that they downloaded the wrong file from the internet what are you talking about This is amazing. <laughs> so Indians will. That made Indians a bit happy. That look, aha. <laughs> <laughs> We are not the only ones. We learned it from you guys, you Brits. Yeah. Exactly. But there was another big thing. There was this uh, boxing match between Japan and Azerbaijan, where a Japanese guy knocked down the Azerbaijan counterpart in the boxing match in the third round about six times. and each time you have a knock over it's not called a knock down apparently when you knock the other person down it's called a knock over or something the referee has to start counting but the referee wasn't counting he just was waving the other guy to stand up the whole crowd was booing as to what was going on because the referee tampered with the rules and the japanese guy started celebrating anyway after the bout because he knew he he knocked yeah. the other guy six times man you win but they awarded the match to azerbaijan and the japanese contingency obviously said boss you must be kidding and they filed a complaint at midnight they reversed the decision the next day bbc plugged some video tape from the past which said that azerbaijan's government or officials had allegedly bribed somebody in at the london olympics 10 million dollars for two goals you you give oh, us oh wow and then there is another thing also that happened that so kyrgyzstan you know kyrgyzstan right which is on top of china so there was this athlete who practiced in china but then china let her go to kyrgyzstan and she won the weightlifting category i do i forget the exact category but she won a gold now china wants is claiming that gold because <laughs> she trained in china it's like what china takes their golds very seriously man Yeah, because you know the world number one wasn't allowed an automatic entry into the Olympics or in the Commonwealth Games. They said just like the seed number hundred, they asked the world number one to compete in ten events and win seven of them so that she qualifies. She competed in nine, she won seven, and she qualified. So when you yeah. make it to the Olympics, you bring on the best. I'm sure they are going to beat them because they've done it so often. It's not like Virat Kohli will now play in the Indian cricket team for the next five years. because of the way he's playing <laughs> swimming who would have thought right swimming yeah. requires physical presence asians have never been known for that and they are almost silver or bronze in all swimming races here so crazy swimming events one last before we wrap up is when i see the ages of all the competitors <laughs> i just feel man they are so young the, the match when they when they showed in in badminton again there was a 17 year old indonesian who almost beat the world number 1 so when they flashed her age i thought let me see her age they flashed her age born in 1995 <laughs> can you believe that 
Oh, no. You and, I was yeah, I was in ninth. Yeah, even in gymnastics, the the girl who won is from America. I forget her name. She's fourteen. Of course, gymnastics is known uh, to produce, you know, adolescents. But there are few sports where age is on your side if you're young. But in things like swimming, right? Swimming. So last the 800 meters freestyle swimming is considered to be the longest swimming event. Right. It was won by a 15 year old. First Olymp her first Olympic competition, 15 years old, and she wins a gold medal. She almost created a new world record. That's about it, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one as well. For more episodes, please log on to www.theindicast.com. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Indicast. Uh, Join us on Facebook. And Abhishek has been recording a few podcasts with the with a few people from the Economist. I like the digital manufacturing one. Ah, oh, cool. And then I just yesterday I read a story where now you can print a gun using a printer and then you can use it to fire. So you basically don't even need a license now. Yeah, no, not not the whole gun. You it's can, easy. You can, yes, it's easier to. Can you believe that? I was amazed, man. You can <laughs> print crazy, a right? gun at home. You can print a gun. <laughs> you can print a working gun. <laughs> which yeah. can which can fire plastic pellets at the moment i'm i, I don't think real bullets at the moment but very soon we will be able to do that uh, yes was that a yawn man oh my god <laughs> yes i'm yawning that means go, it's go to office go. that's about yeah. it for this episode about it bye, bye.